Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast on the uh, eve of a visit from Grimsby Town. We're going to take a look back first though here to talk about the lovely Tuesday night involving Yeovil Town versus Tagging and Brett Bridge is David Coates. Hello, Ian. You sound Hello. depressed. <laughs> Still sound depressed. You well, sound as depressed as he did on the radio. You haven't sighed yet, though. That was my favourite part of the whole thing. <laughs> Ian sighs when the goals went in. Oh, well. That's the only noise I could make that really <laughs> evoked the emotion of the situation. And also joining us tonight is Sheridan Robbins. Good evening. You didn't sigh, Sheridan. <laughs> you, you managed to sound upbeat despite of what you were looking at. Oh, don't say that. I'll get all sorts of abuse on Twitter, won't I? Um, yeah, really, really poor. But yeah, I think it was important to give credit where it's due. Um, and as the manager said, and I think I said in my first question, we were well beaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, how should we do this, Dave? Do you just want to ask us? The what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you pretty much threw me under the bus on Twitter saying... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't want to blame fault. you, but it did feel like it was all your fault. <laughs> I go to matches, Ben goes to matches, we get... Re- well, Ben didn't get a result. I got a point and could have been three at Notts County. <clears throat> you turn up and the 
wheels not well if there were wheels on the wheels well and truly came off didn't they but <laughs> it um it sounded like the first goal was if i can put it this way the best of the three I, i'll be honest with you i i haven't actually watched the um the highlights yet so uh um so i haven't actually seen them yet highlights yeah um but um but yeah sounded like it was just good play from them they sounded like they knew what they were doing did they that they had a game plan to come at us early and it certainly worked. I mean, every goal you can go back, can't you, and, and see that you defended better. But it wasn't the howler that was the other two um, finishes. Um, but they just they just completely caught us by surprise. Normally, we're the ones that try and dictate play early doors and we just didn't. I think there, there certainly was a, a mix up at the back. I think Josh Staunton sort of lost his, his man, but he made no mistake with the finish and have that composure after five or so minutes. And um, it was a mountain to climb, but it's not over at one nil, is it? So I think you're right that the second goal was the worst of the lot because we knew we weren't coming back and it was an absolute travesty at the back for all sorts of reasons. So um, yeah, their, their game plan probably worked better than even they thought it was going to. Can I just say that I, whilst we're talking, I have got the um, the highlights playing in the background, so I can look and see what I'm talking about. And for 40, the first 45 seconds of the highlights, it's a minute's applause. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the team's walking out, and then there's applause for 45 seconds, and then there's a goal. This is going to be worth a watch, but ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think we need to do a, a live reaction to you seeing the second goal, really, Dave. Okay, right. Because that first that first goal, you know, well, I've I just think... seen Grant Smith pull off a decent save um, for the um, that, that that just before the second goal, by the looks of it. So, yeah, yeah, that, the first goal we didn't close it down quick enough and let him go, and then yeah, I'm sort of watching your face, waiting for you to see <laughs> it, Dave. In all no, honesty, Dale Gorman kicking a free kick into the wall. Uh, <laughs> That made the highlights. Yeah, that made the highlights. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Grant. Oh, he's got his head in his hands, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. And their players <laughs> running off to celebrate in front of 23 people or whatever it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. He's not usually <laughs> like that, particularly so early as well. It was just bizarre like he's tried to clip it it's like someone taking a um what's it a penenko isn't it on the uh on the on the penalties trying to be too clever isn't he yeah we yeah, were we were very much yeah we, we were saying weren't we on the radio in that we were very much trying to play out from the back and it was not working um but we did insist even even at 2-0 we still insisted on trying to play out from the back and i think when you are lining up with a different back four from the previous game you know they have all played together but it just looked all at sea and I don't think that helped in that those mistakes were just creeping in and you just felt like a howler was coming and it, it did after yeah. 20 minutes they sort of had their two strikers on our on Wilkinson and Barnett and then as soon as the ball moved to Staunton he had two on him and then he kept getting caught with it and it just didn't it didn't work, but we kept trying to do it. And we missed Mark Little, I think. And we I sort of said during the game that all those 
that the changes we made meant all the relationships were all a little bit different. So Barnett was back at left back for the first time in ages. Bradley was in midfield with Gorman and Staunton and they haven't played together a lot. When Williams is on the right, when he's played on the left for however long, and then Fellas up front with Wakefield and Knowles and they've only played together a couple of times while Fellas been out as well. So it was, you know, we've got this depth, but it, it just didn't look like it didn't look like they were they played together before. And I, I guess in that combination, they haven't played before. But I think the the way we were playing to try and get the ball out, I sort of felt like had we had Mark Little in that in that right back rather than Morgan Williams, we might have been a bit more successful getting out because Mark Little has got that you know that experience and the nous to go forward and how to get forward. Whereas you know we say it all the time, Morgan Williams is centre back lodged in at fullback at the moment. He does take the ball forward quite well, doesn't he, Mark Little? I mean, he's not rapid, obviously, but mm. he, but whenever he gets the ball, you do you do feel like he's going to retain it as well when he goes forward. He's not just you know, he's going to do something with it rather than just run into trouble and then lose it. Yeah, and after that first or second time when we got caught with a ball, you had he been on the pitch, he might have said, <laughs> "Scrap it, scrap <laughs> yeah. it." Yeah. Can we just start lumping it? But then the problem with us. Lumping it forward was we had Fella up front yeah. and he's not yeah. an he's Lumped not a giant. Like you say, I think actually retaining the ball was the biggest struggle for us on Tuesday. We just could not do it for a sustained amount of time, a commentary nightmare, because he just couldn't string the, the passes together. And we said that I think a lot of our consistent performers were under par. Um and they just, I think only really Dale, Dale Gorman could retain the ball um, in the way that you'd expect him to. The others gave it away in, in really dangerous positions and Dagenham were happy for us to try and do that and and hit us and they and they punished us. Did you not consider just sighing the whole time, Sheridan, for your commentary? <laughs> <laughs> you could have yeah, you just been like, oh, oh, God, oh, and, oh. yeah. Like one, of my, uh, one of my mates text me at half time and said I tuned in just to hear you say oh dear oh dear when uh, <laughs> when that second one went in <laughs> said I felt the emotion ah <laughs> oh, it was yeah yeah well you've seen it now Dave and it yeah it well, will I was, make a blooper real I was just gonna say the um the third goal that lad is uh, the guy who scores he's rapid isn't he, he yeah I mean he's running against our defenders who probably aren't the most rapid in the world but I did uh, I think in your fifth conclusion Ian you said about um, the apathy being back in the stadium he runs to the away end and celebrates in front of them and people are just like yeah whatever mate <laughs> you know yeah. they're just like he's trying he's He's darned this to get a reaction out of people. I mean, he's kind of run to the side of the Thatchers, so he hasn't really gone into the uh, into the centre where he might have got a reaction. But um, yeah, I think people are just like, meh, now aren't they? Yeah, at that stage, had had it been one nil at that point and he'd scored the second, there might have been more yeah. of a reaction. But it felt like, well, I felt at two nil, it was well. <laughs> We got to stay here for the next seventy minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an obligation. <laughs> yeah, 
well, yeah, as I say, I I I did feel slightly bad about um, throwing you under a bus, and I, I didn't feel I did feel worse when Sheridan replied saying, "Shall I sob him off?" So, uh, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't know if you had like Lawson Diaz or something ready to come off the bench for you, but he came off the bench. But yeah, he had you. a different job to do. Yeah, yeah. A different job to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. But, um, I thought. I mean, it's that that guy for the third goal, Marais, is rapid, but I thought. It was the first time that Wilco really struggled, I thought, um, from sort of the get-go, really. And that goal in particular, it just sort of really made him... It doesn't look old, but he looked slow. He didn't. He looked off the pace and it was a real head... You know, the heads were down before then, but it just felt like a, a bit of an eye-opener at that point. I The heads were really down, weren't they? And we spoke about it that... I was really shocked at the lack of chat between the players, the lack of, they just, they just didn't know where to go. And I think, you know, we all say that the fans knew, we knew that we weren't coming back from 2-0 and it just felt like the players knew as well. And that's not a nice place for them to be in. And I don't want to say that they didn't put the effort in, they 100% put the effort in, but they knew that the mountain to climb was, was too much. And I think... But to be fair, at the start of the second half, we said, well, we're hearing them talking a bit more now. We're hearing them, you know, because they've got nothing to lose, got to go for it. That, But the third goal, sucker punch, isn't it? You you'd, you'd just bring on Lawson Diaz to try and impact the game, and he really can impact the game. And it's 3-0, and that is job done. So um, I felt for them because you could see the disappointment. You could see that they just didn't know where to look, where to go, um, and you needed that full-time whistle as soon as possible. What was the difference? But you were obviously at Notts County on Saturday, Sheridan. I mean, what was the big difference between between there? Because uh, I, I felt, you know, we were playing as a pretty good strike force there, weren't we? Rodriguez, Cal Roberts, Carl Wooden. I mean, Carl Wooden didn't think it really looked that good, but they had players there who scored some serious goals. And I know McCallum's got a few for for, for Dagenham, and, and 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 they're not too bad. But we seem to be playing. I would say Notts County were playing against a lot better players on paper than we were on, on Tuesday night. But we seemed to, I felt at, at Notts, we, you know, we weren't spectacular. We weren't, we, we, I don't think we were sort of swashbuckling our way to a win. But if we'd have won that, I don't think anybody would have had too many complaints, um, which against a very good team is, is good. So I was, I was kind of hoping that a bit of that would have come in. I mean, do you think they, did they, wear themselves out on Saturday for Tuesday? Possibly. Um, I did ask the manager that and he very much didn't want to use that as an excuse. But honestly, it was chalk and cheese. I mean, not, I went home from Notts County disappointed for them because I felt like they deserved more for the, for the tenacity in that performance. We just did not let them have a second Notts County and they couldn't cope with it. And they didn't expect us to go and play like that. And perhaps Dagenham did the same to us at our place. You know, it's it just completely took the wind out of ourselves. I do think a few of our players are really suffering with fatigue. A lot of them have played a lot of football and those, those long journeys, they're tough. Um, but the three mistakes, two mistakes particularly, you're a professional footballer. <laughs> you can't be making those kind of mistakes. And the fact that you've got your first sort of home game in four, four or five weeks, you know, you should be looking to put on a performance. So I I think we were just shocked by Dagnum. I think there is fatigue creeping in. Um, 
and you know it's circumstance isn't it going one nil down after five minutes we're not used to that we're not used to defensive errors we're usually pretty strong at the back and you know you can sort of say about the Notts County goal but it didn't feel like a it wasn't a last last minute goal was it because there was a bit of extra time and you could say we're hard done by by the free kick and there just was all these caveats no caveats on Tuesday night they knew that they just weren't weren't good enough um and yeah that's what we said we were all including Darren Sal as he said afterwards full of optimism ahead of the game and it couldn't have gone any differently with the biggest disappointment for me as someone who doesn't tend to go away and has only seen four wins at home this season was you know the last however many games have been quite promising and while we've not picked up the results the the you know the story of it has been that we've played well and been unlucky and you know really created opportunities but just that Yeovil town doesn't exist at Hewish Park <laughs> it doesn't feel like it does the crowdfunder starts here it's get Ian to Dover that's what we're going to do <laughs> bottom of the league already relegated Ian needs to see an away win let's get Ian yeah, to Dover to be fair the only away game I've gone to we lost as well didn't we so yeah, we did a boring work. Yeah. That was all that. That was like, no, no, scrap that. Scrap the well. funder. Don't let Ian anywhere near Dover. No. <laughs> Dale Gorman scored a free kick that day, though. <laughs> he did. He did. Wonders were never seen. <laughs> helped. Very much helped by the goalkeeper. Yeah, he was. He was otherwise excellent, wasn't he? But yeah. What, what did. Um... Uh, I, I picked up on commentary and you, obviously the manager said afterwards about Josh Staunton um, uh, having maybe carrying a bit of an injury is something I thought certainly in the first half at Notts County. I mean, Ben's not here, so we can say this, can't we? But that's the first time I've seen him this season where he's been really giving things away and, you know, losing balls and so forth. Is he one of those? I mean, you could forgive him for being tired because I think he's probably played except for some of his injuries. He's, play practically every minute he could but do you think he's one of the ones who's feeling it yeah and of course he's got a little bit of a situation with his hernia and I remember Albie Skendy being the same and still played a ridiculous amount of minutes so it's nothing to be sort of too concerned about but I think he is very much struggling I thought he looked better having Gorman there I think those two together they need each other um but yeah, he's just making a few mistakes and he does make often make up for them, doesn't he? And um, tries to track back and all that kind of thing. But he had to swap and go a bit more forward, didn't he, Josh Staunton? And you just felt that perhaps he was not keeping up with the pace as he, as he so normally does. He's normally so, so reliable. And, you know, if you don't have him in front of that back four, perhaps that impacts the back four. Um, so I think he is one probably need to keep an eye on. Um, and like a squad depth is going to make it difficult and there's no one really who does the job as well as as Josh Staunton um in that defensive midfield role but um yeah I do I feel like he does he's pick up a few more yellow cards to get another ban so that he can just have a bit of a rest um, I'm maybe. sure Dale Gorman could teach you how to you know pick up a yellow card can't he yeah he did he looked on he did look uncomfortable quite a bit and the way that they kept that Dagenham kept pressing him Whenever he had the ball, they were just forcing him to mistake after mistake. And yeah, I don't know if it's a fatigue thing, um, or this, you know, this injury that he's carrying, but it yeah, it, he struggled. And I think it was 
a point that the manager made when he talked about not wanting to risk Mark Little because he'd played a hundred minutes on a massive pitch at Notts County. I mean, I think there was definitely there's definitely an element of the players being knackered from that. And he talked about Knowles, didn't he? Knowles and Wakefield being tired and you know, they're the ones who are gonna create stuff. And we we didn't really see Charlie Wakefield get in those positions where he's most effective. And we haven't I've well haven't seen that at Hewish Park for a little bit. Now, there's a moment on the highlights reel where uh, Charlie Wakefield chases the ball down, tries to put it in, and it goes out for a for a goal kick. Um, <laughs> that's in the highlights reel. So uh yeah. Sam really scraped the barrel on those highlights. Yeah, he has tried really hard to put <laughs> everything that we did. There's Tom Knowles putting one wide as well. Yeah, it was yeah. It was a difficult night. And I think it was compounded by the flatness of Hewish Park, which really you can understand when you go down after 2-0, down after 22 minutes, and you've not scored two goals since November. So Not scored two yeah. goals in the same game. Since in November. the same game, yeah. You can't, <laughs> you just, we we, we you might can't. be a bit bad up front, but we're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what we do. I don't know where where we go now. It's we just got to play out the rest of the season, haven't we? It feels like, and how that goes, who knows? <laughs> wow. Let's hope, let's hope the Hewish Park ticket office is listening. They get some ideas here, won't they? They'll be flooding in for tickets. <laughs> oh dear. Well, we do have another game coming up this weekend. And we have spoken with the Grimsby Town fan. Am I allowed to move to move on to that? Have we said everything we've got to say about Dagenham? Okay. Well, this is our friends from the DN35 podcast ready to talk to us about what Grimsby Town will be bringing with them this weekend. Okay, so this is Dave, and I am joined tonight by Alex from the DN35 podcast, Grimsby Town podcast, to talk to us about uh, Grimsby Town coming down to Yeovil and uh, playing us off the park this weekend. So uh, that's me trying to jinx everything for you there, Alex. How, how are you doing? Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Um, probably, well, actually, probably about the same as I was when last we spoke, because I seem to remember it was a pretty depressed conversation, or certainly I had a pretty depressed conversation with you when, when we spoke at the end of October, I think that it was. about right, yeah. You were in pretty good nick um, at that point. I seem to remember the win against us was like your fifth or sixth win in a row, I think, um, and we uh, could not do anything for love nor money but looking at how the fixtures uh, and the results I should say have landed since then um, that result put us on a bit of a uh, an up and up and it put you a bit on a, a down and down because by the looks of it you had a pretty rubbish sort of October November well all the way through to Christmas and into into January really is what 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 happened there because you seem to start like a house on fire it never felt like it was a real position anyway when we were on top of the league. It always felt a bit... I, I'm trying to compare it to when we got promoted in 2016. And I'm, I go, 
I don't think many of the lads would actually surpass the players that we had then. I don't think if I was going to put an 11 together, they wouldn't necessarily be in it. But we, we started pretty well. We played well. We beat Wrexham. We 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 should have beaten Stockport as well. And so we we did have it. We did do pretty well. But looking through the through the list of teams we played, say for example, when we came up to your the win against you was our last one for, for four games. We lost four in a trot after that. Yeah, yeah. We played we played uh, Dover, we played Altrincham, Woking, Bromsgro- uh, Bromsgrove, and then yourselves. Mm-hmm. So relatively to, to relatively easy running at the time in terms of the form table and i think that hurt that that hit us pretty pretty well um after that it just went a little bit to pot we had a few injuries john McTee got injured uh and was out and that sort of coincided with the with the form that we had and then the second he came back he decided to get a straight red against dagenham so um he was right. out. He was out for three games after as well. So I think he scored against us, McAtee. I think he's he, you got one right does. at the end, didn't you? He's the only one that does. Right. Um, okay. Uh, it, we've got a slight problem at the moment because he's the creative. Uh, he's the creative guy, and also the one that we need to put him away. So uh, if he crosses the ball in, he has to be bloody quick. <laughs> To get yeah, on the end of it get round there right okay i think john lewis was the other one who um and i and, and i think you've 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 loaned him out somewhere haven't you Lennon, yeah john he's a he's the man with the fattest ass in football <laughs> he um, was i remember him missing a few on that day as well so yeah yeah he's gone to york and, he, and, and all all suggests that he's doing pretty well but right he's he, he's not at this level and right. um uh, we're up front. We've got that seems to be where our problems lie. We don't have the, we don't have that guy. We don't have three hundred grand in the bank to pay for Ollie Palmer, like certain. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, we 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 are exactly this uh, exactly the same position. Uh, I think in terms of goal scorers, we we just don't have any. I think we we have got tw- uh, twenty eight goals in thirty one games. By the looks of you, got forty six goals in thirty one games. So I'll take your your uh, goal scoring position over ours. But is um, is McAtee? He is the the goal scoring threat. Is he? He is, yeah. He's got eleven in twenty-four. Um, then you've got Ryan Taylor, who's injured. I don't think he'll be expected to play at the weekend. Right. He's got seven. The hope is that Maguire Drew comes back. He's a guy that we stole off Woking, um, uh, and he's been quite creative. Uh, so hopefully he'll be back. And then we we've had when we played you the first time, we had Alex Hunt, who was our little wonder kid from Sheffield Wednesday. His loan unfortunately ended at the end of this end of the year, so right. he's gone on now to join Oldham. And okay. then we've got in uh, Arjun Reiki, who's unfortunately fractured his uh, fibula in at Dover. Ah, yeah, was he at Stockport previous? Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, I remember we saw him at the start of the season. He got he got subbed against us up at their place at half time, and uh, he had a bit of a nightmare against oh, us. But, but you could tell that he was a very good player, you know, technically a very good player. But um, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's he was really good, and mm. so we've now got a little bit of a avoid in the middle of the park so we're we're lucky enough to have got a bloke in from a guy from Hull who was on loan at Morecambe I want to say and because they can't loan him out again to a league team they go well we'll just put him across the river and see see how it gets take him on a boat and see where he lands yeah Yeah, at least he's at least he can go home for his mum's fatigue um (laughs) and And who's that what's his name good question um right okay (laughs) Uh, the lad from Hull, that's what you call him. Is I want to, yeah. The lad from Hull is pretty good. 
It was okay. at car park, and that's it. Um, right. <laughs> oh, I'm looking down the team. I have, this is embarrassing. Is it Callum Jones? Callum Jones, is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, by the Callum. looks of your team, yeah, you got Callum. Yeah, on loan from Hull, I see him. Yeah, he was yeah. at Morecambe. Callum yeah. Jones scored a couple at Morecambe in League One this season and has uh-huh. been a regular feature for them. So he looks pretty decent, uh, but he's up against, he's with Giles Coke in the middle, who, I mean, I can run faster than him. So, <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's you're not you're fun. not going to tell me that you're some secret hundred meter you know champion or something. Or... <laughs> I am downhill. <laughs> yeah. But right. no, um, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's nothing there. He's um, it's one of these things, you know, when legs just fall off a cliff. Right. And I think he's got to that point. Going to say he's, uh, I mean, he is a experienced head, isn't he? Um, Giles Coke. He's been around a bit. Yeah, he has, and he he was he did wonders for us actually last year. He was sort yeah. of the energy and the the the, the sort of the, the the leadership we needed. It seems to be sadly lacking this year. Okay. Uh, but we've got quite a few. Like Sean Pearson's great, and he's come back to town, and he's come back to a decent national league team. Um, <laughs> he was at Wrexham, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, they yeah. looked after him pretty well. Yeah. Um. And um. But he's he's nice to be back, and I think him and Luke Waterfall make a pretty good, though quite slow centre-back pairing so if you've got anyone who can run more than 35 yards in about 10 seconds you'll you'll, you'll have an opportunity okay right right <laughs> we'll have to have a think about that yeah. <laughs> we've got Adi Youssef but he played for you didn't he Adi Youssef at one Adi point Adi Youssef yes Where did, yeah how long did he play he, I liked him I, I don't like him <laughs> I don't like him for us. I'm uh, we speak to, we've spoken to other, you know, like uh, Solly Old Moors. We were speaking to them the other week and they they, they loved it. I think he yeah, had a couple of spells there. And uh, yeah, first time um, he played for him, he was, uh, he couldn't stop scoring, but God knows how. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't look like hitting a cow's ass with a banjo for us. So I remember yeah. he played, he played pretty well for us against Carlisle and I was quite surprised he didn't stay on, but obviously then, there was quite a change of manager. I think he came in under Jolly. Then he came in under. Then he had Russell Slade, who just hates football. Um, <laughs> now, Russell and, Slade is, uh, is is good with us. He took us to the playoff final back in two thousand and seven. So well, well yeah, right I, I was in the forest then that day, wasn't I? That's uh, right, you were, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, I oh. wanted to try a little bit of glory support, and it didn't really work out. No, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, oh, I was the, I was the one giving the biggest abuse at the game, like to to Slade. Everyone was like, "What's his problems?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's this guy? Don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I mean, your Tuesday night was well was was slightly less worse than our Tuesday night. We lost three 0 at home to Dagenham, and it, it could have been four or five. You lost one nil. Uh, was it at Southend or? Yeah, it was at Southend. We out are. Southend. You guys will be happy to know we are absolute dog shit away from home. We right. are terrible. Uh, but um, we played Southend. Neither team. Do you know what? For the first 20 minutes, it actually felt like a league game. There were yeah. 7,000 there. We, yeah. we took about 400. So it was half decent. Tuesday, and... Tuesday night at Southend, that's pretty good going. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, no, there's no infrastructure it's like it's like living in Yeovil isn't it there's now what are you going to do you can only go to the cinema so many times in a week I, I uh, live in Lancashire so I, I'm oh, not saying a word <laughs> I'll get run out of town and I'm not even in the town <laughs> you can only watch so many helicopters taking off but um, <laughs> uh, we did um, it was um, it was alright it started okay both teams were pretty quick 
but it just every team is shit. Let's be honest. Like it's just no one can score. No one can anybody gets within 15 yards of the goal. You still got a if it's if it's an empty net, it's still a good 50-50 chance if it's going in, isn't it? And um it just um I, th- I think we had one shot on target. They scored a penalty, it was a penalty. Yeah. Um and um after they scored, we kind of went into ourselves. And and right. one of our problems with our manager is he's quite slow to his in-game management could probably be improved. Right. Um, right. he's quite slow on the subs. Right. Yeah. He um he, he was a bit I seem to remember when uh, you were obviously more full of life when we <laughs> back in um, October. You had you had a new you had Paul Hurst who I think took you up in 2016. Yeah, so, yeah. Right? yeah. And you had uh, new owners. Uh, and there was there was a real and I know uh, I didn't manage to get over to the game, but a lot of uh, people told me what a great you know experience it was at uh, at, at Grimsby. As that. No, and I, I think died of it. No, I don't. I, I love the club and the way we are. The owners, I couldn't ask for anyone better. Mm. They're, they're they're doing everything the right way, and they're doing it. Um, they're doing it the right way in terms of we've got to be patient and you have got to take your time. And I'm an impatient yeah. man, and every football fan <laughs> is, isn't it? We're yeah. what third in the form table, and I'm still down in the dumps. But um, I don't know because I only see the team away from home. I don't. I've been to Grizzly Town once this season at home right. against Halifax, the game that was on the telly. Yeah. And we played phenomenally and it was packed to the rafters. Everybody loved it. The experience it's like just the food got better for a start. People like yeah. that. And there's a fan zone now where people can go and and they're they're sort of getting involved in the community a lot more. So there is that buzz. We're still getting what five and a half thousand we had against Woken. We'll take I'd imagine three, four hundred down to you as well. Yeah. Um, and um it's it's nice. It's just I don't know. I just haven't seen a swashbuckling performance yet. Like when no. you come away and go, cool, that was that was good. Um, we haven't we haven't had that yet. Not for me anyway. But um, no. every, everybody coming from the home to, who who only watches at home is absolutely buzzing. I'm going. <laughs> oh, do I have to go? Well, yeah. I think I said it before, but national league just feels like I go somewhere in the suburbs of London that I've never been to a, a place that is basically a leisure centre next to a tea bar. We lose 2-0 <laughs> two, two and then I go home again. And that's... Well, I can promise you, Yeovil will be none of those things if you do end <laughs> up in Yeovil. Yeah, it'll be uh, at the, the edge of a town and uh, somewhere in the middle of the West Country, so far from a suburb of London. And I don't think there's a leisure centre in sight, so uh, <laughs> it might be all right. But you are the exact opposite of our of my fellow Glovers caster, um, Ian, who only goes to home games when we're terrible and uh, never goes to uh, away games when we're actually all right. So, um, yeah, you're, you are like his alter ego, I yes. think. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully it'll be getting better. But we've got three games. Well, this is the second one on the trot. And then who have we got after this? I'm just... We've You're got, boring wood by the looks of it after this. We've got to play them like five times in a week or something. I don't know what it is, but yeah, we've got right. we have South End, Yeovil, then yourselves, then we've got Solihull and Dagenham. So and then Chesterfield. Yeah. So it's yeah. a it's a tough little run we've got coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, with that run, you like you just mentioned the teams there, they're all in looking for playoff play, uh, positions as you. Is is the Yeovil game a must win for you? I mean, have you got a Spark yourself back up for that Bournemouth, Solihull, Chesterfield, Dagenham. That's a tough I would run, really isn't like, it? We've had four draws this season. I would really like a draw. <laughs> Just right, okay. I'll take a point away from home. Right, That's okay. How, we're, we're phenomenal at home and then away from home. Just get the point. Just get the point and get out. It's like, 
if you want to shake on it now, happy to do so. Okay, right. Well, and then... I, I'm not going to be there, so I, I, I don't <laughs> want to sign myself up as anyone else up for some misery. But, uh, but yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll just ask you one more question because I'm just looking down your teenage. I, I notice you've got one of our uh, former players, Tristan Abrams. Oh yeah. Up, um, up. He he played for us. He's one of the our forever damned for former players who took us out of the football league. So that 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 squad has got a, a place. Uh, in the coldest depths of hell, I think. So, um, is uh, h- how's he doing for you, Tristan Abrams? I don't remember him being a bad player. Actually, he was always pretty decent. I think he went to Newport. Is that where you got him from, Newport? Yeah, I think we did. He's been mm. uh, he's been all right actually. Uh, most people he scored one out of five games that he's played. Mm. Um, he's been he's been pretty energetic, but he's he's replacing Ryan Taylor up front, who is a miles better footballer. Um, so it is a he is up against it in that way, and he's been given sort of the cursed number nine shirt. Uh, right. So that whatever, however irrelevant football numbers are now, it does come with a little bit of weight, and he isn't necessarily fulfilling it. But he seems to be he seems to be useful. He scored a decent. He scored, our goal. He's, the goal he scored for us was quite a nice one against Dover. Uh, sort of lobbed the keeper from the edge of the area. Um, so he's doing all right. He's um, but like everybody else, he can't put it in the net. Like right. every, how how many strikers do we all have that come through? We must and no no one can score. They score five goals in twenty five appearances, then go off to Carlisle, and then, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then that his... that's oh, it, isn't it? That's where he's on loan from. So uh, yeah. Well, we've got we've got a player kind of your neck of the woods. He was at Scunthorpe and couldn't score goals there. Ola Feller, Ola Mola. Do you remember uh, him? No. Um, yeah, and then he went on loan to Carlisle yeah, <laughs> and, yes. and sco- scored a few goals there and then, then came back. He, he's had a three loan spells with us. He's on his third one now. He's at Hartlepool, actually, at the moment. Um, he's on loan to us. But, yeah, he was a, he was a scumfork for a while. Um, probably got a bit of pace um, for our, our, our front line. So um, maybe we just get him to run at someone, yeah? I mean, that's probably the best. That's your best option. It's not going to be a barnstormer, unless right. you, um, we play. We've been playing pretty deep of late, um, and I don't expect that to change. So you'll expect us to absorb it. Have one shot on target in the ninety, which will be straight down the keeper's throat. And you'll go, thanks very much. <laughs> right. Uh, We're uh, not selling that, tickets here, are we? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think anybody who's listening to a Division Five podcast knows exactly what they're getting into. <laughs> um, You're absolutely right. Uh, well, yeah, I can't think of anybody who's... McAtee's pretty useful to watch. He's quite entertaining. Uh, Michia Fete is pretty good on the uh, right back. He's pretty useful, though. He was the one that gave away the penalty on uh, yes last night. Enrico uh-huh. um, Sows is amazing. He will take it past 34 players and then smash it over the bar. From 34 players? He's beating his own team there. He, he goes yeah? back round and then does it again. He's incredible. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh... I could I could have missed that shot five minutes ago with half the effort that you've just done, um, <laughs> and that's he's he's basically he, he needs to see some sort of sports psychologist just to have a chat because I think he gets right. to he gets the goal bears down on him. I imagine it goes in that wonky camera angle you see on films where it gets smaller <laughs> and the keeper gets larger, and he just freaks out and he just goes out. Oh. He, he 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 did it at Dover. He took it past at least seven players. And um, he, I, I mean, there's a migrant boat with a football on it now in the <laughs> channel. Um, there's um, so um, yeah, it's um, it's he's an interesting character. He'll make it interesting, but he seems right. to be the one that is getting the. You know, everybody has a 
there's always a ska scapegoat in he? he's the he's the, the he's current the inform scapegoat right I seem to, again, when we played you back in October, I think he'd had a really good game in the FA Cup, the one before, against Bromsgrove. And, yeah. uh, and you're saying, yeah, he was, uh, he was good. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to have to stop it there because the Hewish Park ticket office is going to come and uh, cut me off for, uh, for trying to turn people off. But um, really, are, are, you, are you getting down to Yeovil on Saturday? No, I'm not doing it. I did South End. I'm not going to. I've got to do Yeovil, but we've got this. We've got Boreham Wood. The yeah. price of the price of fuel. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, Vladimir Putin's got a lot to answer for, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Right, brilliant. Well, Alex, really appreciate your time as always, and we'll see what Saturday brings. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. See you then. Thanks, mate. If we sat you and Alex next to each other at Hewish Park this weekend, Ian, you'd probably be the two most depressed football fans, wouldn't you? He's, he's got a, a terrible away record, watching Grimsby not get anything away, and you've got a terrible home record. Which, like I say, not that I'm blaming you for our, our yeah, it's not it's not just me, not just you. I, yeah, I like how it does get one. pinned on me a lot. I yeah, mean, Clevo's quick to have a pop. Yeah, well, <laughs> he goes yeah. as well. Yeah, but he travels away as well, doesn't he? You know, oh, yeah. when, and he can he can report back to people when he hasn't lost his phone in the service toilets. So uh, <laughs> he's got it back now. He showed me it. I didn't want to touch it, but yeah, he showed. Me, yeah, I think that's two uh, two mentions in a row. Clevo's phone's got probably three mentions on a podcast in Rona. Um, <laughs> oh dear, but yes. So Grimsby Town, not very good away. Don't don't score a lot of goals. They've got a pretty slow back line by the sounds of it. So if anybody can put anything good into Charlie Wakefield, Tom Knowles or Fellas T before the game that can speed them up a bit, run at Sean Pearson and Luke Waterfall, I think he was saying. There you go. That's my tactical advice. Just run at we, them. Uh, but based on Tuesday night, I think we just need to let other teams have the ball <laughs> then hit them on the break, you know, try and do that. The same way when we played Solihull, we sort of drew him in and then lumped it long for Charlie Wakefield and Tom Knowles to run onto. I mean, it's not the prettiest, but losing 3-0 at home and losing the ball inside your own 18-yard box every five minutes isn't pretty either. So I think, well, it's weird with Grimsby because they were sort of running away with it at one point and now they're outside well, the playoffs. When we played them, they were absolutely flying. Um and actually, we should have got something from that game. I know we lost 2-0, but we were well in it. 1-0 for a long time. Their second goal came sort of late on. And I remember thinking, you know, well, this team's got something. Because if you can take top of the league at the time and, and be well in the game, um, we'll, we'll be all right. But they fell. They dropped like a stone. Um, remarkable turn in form. And to be fair, they've stuck with their manager, haven't they? And it's got better in in recent weeks but i don't think the grimsby fans were too happy considering how they started so so strongly um and they've had quite a lot of injuries recently so they've brought in a couple of lone players so i mean it's going to be a tough game of course it's going to be a tough game they are now right in just in the playoffs aren't they so they really need to get results they'll look at this game when there's one they've got to win if they're gonna be challenging for promotion so um, it's going to be difficult and you wonder if we will approach it slightly differently. Maybe there is something in that 
where the way we set up away from home we're just a lot more solid a lot stronger you know whereas we were so proud of that performance against Notts County and so we should have been we were, we were excellent we thought let's go for it at home and five minutes the game plan completely changes doesn't it so um, it'll be interesting to see how we line up and whether we do see a, a few changes I mean we haven't got too much that we can change in terms of particularly the back line but I do hope that we see uh, Mark Littlebat and maybe Jack Robinson which was a good news that he's been in training um, again. I think the fullback change will be the big one because I thought Jordan Barnett had a bad game on Tuesday right, he's played centre midfield for a while Got what it used to be a left back, is he? Yeah, he just he he kept giving the ball away a bit, and then then he gets frustrated and makes silly fouls, and uh, you know he's the fullback. When Morgan Williams is right back, he's the one you want to get forward and cause problems. And the way we played, we never really got that out of him. But he just it seemed like he just didn't have a great game. And obviously, the first goal comes from his side of the pitch when. He should be closing down <clears throat> and he never really got going. So I think, yeah, I think just having little back in at right back and moving, you know, Williams back over to left will provide us a little bit more solidity. We've got Jack Robinson. Do you put him in on, on the left? Give Morgan Williams a break? Does Morgan Williams need a break? I don't think he does, really. No. He does. Robinson hasn't played for a while, has he? He's not been around, so yeah, I I fell from Morgan Williams because you can't. He's done so well and having to swap in the positions, but it's just what you want from your fullbacks, isn't it? And when you have a natural fullback and you're not playing them in that position and it's not working, that's when you question it, isn't it? So oh, difficult, difficult, especially if we are going up against a slowish back for, for with Grimsby maybe we just need to throw everything yeah well, I mean Jordan Barnett playing in that forward position at Notts County yeah. seemed to be quite good he sort of they you know hunted people down didn't he and won the ball and then was able to break forward with it I mean I, I was really looking for because I was really disappointed Olamola wasn't playing at Notts County and therefore was really looking forward to what he could do against Tackerton <laughs> and then you two ruined that for me so <laughs> uh, <laughs> He had a great touch in the first minute. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Walk out <laughs> after we, that. We never, we just never served him. No, no, that's it was it. that that age-old case of lacking service for the strikers. The problem was we were ropey at the back as well, so it was a bad combination. Yeah. But we've talked about Tuesday. Yeah, let's not talk about Although I imagine yeah. a few of our questions might be about Tuesday tonight as well. Yeah, there is a few on there. But before we go into questions, we have to ask uh, Sheridan in particular, although Ian and I can have an opinion on this one as well, I think. So uh, Saturday, the game against Grimsby is a Her Game 2 uh, match where the Her Game 2, do we call it a movement, an initiative? I'm not sure what the right term is for it. Campaign? Yeah, I think it is a, is a campaign that... Um, a couple of Bristol Rovers fans um, set up and have they've done brilliantly with all the partnerships that they've got, including Premier League teams, um, to get on board. And um, Yeovil chose the Grimsby game because it's just been International Women's Day, so it works out very well indeed. Um, 
and yeah, it's just sort of sharing experiences, what it's like to be a female football fan um, and some of the sexism that does still go on. I think we are getting a lot better, but I've certainly experienced in my, in my, in my time um, as, a, as a fan and of course as a reporter. So um, yeah, I think it's a really important initiative and you'll see the players with her game two t-shirts in the warm-up. Um, on Saturday and hopefully some girls teams out and about and uh, yeah it should be a really good um, occasion just to, to get the message out there and uh, continue that partnership um, with with clubs and they've done really really well um, with you know the partnerships that they've created from very much lower league teams as I say to, to Premier League teams. Yeah, I was going to say, because I, I can't I think it was a World Cup, uh, a Women's World Cup a few years ago and the BBC had all the games on, you know, be on primetime BBC One. And, and I remember thinking at the time, is this a bit of a, you know, oh, we'll just put it on. Just a, But to be fair to the BBC, they have been all the way through, haven't they? They they give they give coverage of the um of the of the women's game, a fantastic show. And a lot of other, you know, Sky Sports and others are picking up at it. Does it do you feel that it filters down into the lower leagues as well? Because there are obviously, you know, a lot of we unfortunately don't have a, a women's team, but we did have a women's team for a long time. I mean, does it does it filter down into lower levels of the game? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I've got first-hand experience of that Yeovil Town ladies team worked yeah. for, for a year, and it makes me really sad that we don't have that. I really hope that one day that that is something that we can we can do again because it is important. And you know, I'm a, a female in the men's game, so um, but you can enjoy both, and I think that's that's super important. It's important to to share the experiences in the women's game, but you know, also women going to watch men's football. It's, it's always going to be bigger. That's just the way of the world at the moment. But um, yeah, I think everyone's really, really embraced it. And things have changed so much in the past few years. I used to work at non-league paper and had some really bad experiences lower, lower down in the leagues. But I think we've come on leaps and, and bounds since then. Um, but as any campaign that involves sport, it, it needs to be it needs to be showcased more, just like any form of discrimination, you know, kick it out and all that kind of thing. So, so important. And I think that's a, it's really great that, that we're doing it. But yeah, I think it, it's so important, no matter what level that the, the teams are at. Some great women at Yeovil Town, isn't there? We, uh, you know, if you, even if you look back through the years, I remember going back to the dawn of time when I was a reporter, Jean Cotton was the secretary then, an absolute legend at that, at that club. I know she retired a few years ago, didn't she? But then obviously can't not mention Pat, Pat Custard, can we? But, um, you know, I know there's lots of people, there's, there's a, Pat and there's Dot in the um uh in the the, the office there. There's Sarah does the um support uh, community sports trust. All the people, I mean, obviously I know a lot of people in, in the green and whites. There's, there's Gail in the green and whites, there's loads of people. When you think about our supporter base, there's just you no know, and and it's it's strange, isn't it? Because I always think uh, with with all of these things, do you really need a, a spotlight thrown on these uh, on these issues? Um, and I agree with you. Right, it's the same as racism. Yes, it would be lovely to live in a world where you don't need to throw a spotlight on this issue. The same with um, with sexism, homophobia, whatever it is. Um, 
but it's interesting. I was I was thinking about this the other day about the number of of women who in all my years supporting the club that have, that have just been there and you never really think oh they're a female supporter you just think they're another supporter which is that's the the way it should be isn't it but it was only when I stopped and thought about it that I thought how many of them that there were so which is a good thing that's really like saying something about you though I think a lot of people <laughs> do think that oh what are these women doing here unfortunately uh, um and you're right hopefully we'll get to a place where it's not even thought about but um, from experience, we're, we're not there yet. Um, no, a way to go. A way to go. And um, But in terms of Yeovil, I, I think you're right, actually. We have had probably more than, you know, relatively other close clubs. Having having women involved have all, always been, you know, quite heavily involved with the club and always come up um, against loads of, loads of lovely women. And I think, actually, it's a very inclusive club in, in that way. Um, and they're all doing an amazing job and, and giving so much time as well. Um, so they really should be um, properly appreciated. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, if Ben was here, he'd, he'd talk about how he wants his daughter to be a bit cleverer. His biggest problem is his wife wants to make her a Leeds fan. So that, that, that may be a fight he won't win. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, uh, did, did you have anything you want to say, in, or, or, or can we go on to questions? No, I don't think I can add anything that's not been said already, but props to Mr Collard for leading the charge on the uh, getting the her game to in to the football club. Well, leading the charge on the questions, and I haven't made this up, our first question comes from Debs Curtis at Glover's Girl. It genuinely is at the top of my feed here, so uh, I haven't put that there. Um, but we've got uh, from Debs, GCQs, uh, she's got the hashtag. Um, we've seen some great football away this season, but some shocking performances at home. Uh, what could be the reason for this? And should Ian bite? She said, bite the dust, dear. That sounds dramatic, doesn't it? I think she means, like, bite the bullet, maybe, um, and go to an away game so he can uh, so he can see us play well as well. Well, I've already suggested we get him to Dover. He's not, I'm not sure well, if he's going to get a pass I've, out for that one. I have been to an away game. And yeah. Adder Yusuf got sent off. <laughs> he did. Grant Smith dropped the ball in the goal, and we lost. So... <clears throat> I mean, I'll repeat it. It's not them. It, it's me. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear. I mean, is it so simply that our tactics, our the manager said it so many times, we don't do well with the ball, just works better away from home than it does at home? Is it that simple? I think there's definitely something in that. Um, I mean, the first thing he said when I spoke about the home form was we don't score enough goals. And that kind of is okay away from home if you're managing to be solid at the back. Um it was a combination on Tuesday of being poor at the back and, and not scoring, but the lack of goals is just, is just killing us, particularly at, at Hewish Park. And you don't feel like it can be addressed at the moment. As the manager said, he's just not, the cavalry is not ready to come in. You know, these players are going to have to, to step up and we really do need a few more goals from set pieces from defenders. It's driving me mad. And Luke Wilkinson's gone so close over the last few games. I just we're really missing that, really missing that. You don't realise how important that is. We get some great corners into the box, don't we? And just can't get anyone on the end of them. Um, I think how many Skivo used to score. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, haven't yeah. had a defender like that in I don't know how long. And I think 
you know, I think there's a wider thing really around our performances at home, other than the Darren Sol's first season. We haven't had a lot to cheer about at home since, well, since we went up to the championship, really, because it's been, you know, a lot of, it's been a largely downhill spiral. Yeah, we had that good run, didn't we, last season? I think it was seven wins in a row at Hewish Park, but of course no one was there. No one was there so. to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Except I was there, but <laughs> not the same. So, yeah, yeah you're right. And it's, I don't know, I guess if people were going into there with, you know, you know, you go into a place that's not particularly welcoming or not a particularly brilliant environment upon arrival that it's difficult to get yourself G'd up and get motivated when you're there. And as we saw on Tuesday, when you lose when you lose an early goal, it's even harder to get yourself, you know, riled up and behind them. Have you read the next question? No. Oh, uh, Clevo, <laughs> as a season ticket holder, what is the motivation <laughs> for me to go on Saturday? Have uh, have we got to the point now where we just want the season to end? Home games feel like a chore, not helped by the Rivington match day experience. Flat and soulless atmosphere at Hewish Park these days. Well, you've you've really done your bit to get people there, Clevo. Well, well done. <laughs> Clevo's motivation is that he'll get to see some see some friends and you know go up in the bar and have a drink before <laughs> and that if might, he leaves that... his phone in the toilet at Hewish Park he hasn't got so far to go back has he so that's true <laughs> that's your motivation clear I'm afraid that's all we've got <laughs> <laughs> okay um Harry Eaton oh god right okay this does come in a couple of a couple of times so I'll mention both of them Harry Eaton, is it time for Saul to go now or the end of the season and us to have an entire rebuild next season? Personally, I'm a massive fan of Darren Saul and want to see what he can do with proper backing, but our form is shocking. Personally, I want him to stay, but wonder what you think. And then Dan Johnson also asked, if we had enough money to sack Darren Saul, would you? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, how when when was it, Ian? We were giving out statistics on Darren Sal's win ratio last Thursday. Last Thursday, um, his win ratio was second best to Gary Johnson in the first period. I mean, I I, I know it's been rough, isn't it? But it is that bad. I mean, we've in the cold light of day, we've won one game in forty. Which isn't. I was there. I went to that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, lucky you. Um, <laughs> <Bully for you. laughs> which, you know, obviously is not great. Um, I said on Tuesday, it doesn't tell the whole story. But it's hard to know. And it's I, don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happens if, if, if Darren Sile goes tomorrow. I don't know what happens to the football club. Because there's no one there to make a decision to bring someone else in. Like <laughs> he's the only person. He's the only person there. There's no skibbo anymore, is there? No. And you, you know, do you want Charlie Lee to suddenly start doing it? Like probably not. After he's had two weeks in the job as an assistant, there's just. I don't know. 
if change comes, if change comes across the board at the top, then maybe that will be a decision that is made. But right now we've got to, I can't see us keeping, I can't see us letting him go before the end of the season. I just don't think that's, that's not fair in the first instance. And I don't think there's anyone else to do the job if he does go, or there's no one there to find someone else to do the job if he does go. And I get it. You know what? One win in 14. Yeah, it's, it is poor. But, you know, last week on social media, it was, oh, Darren wants to work with these for 18 months. Like, let's get this sorted. Let's have these players for another. He did a rebuild. He re- re- rebuild. Last season, he did a rebuild. Kind of was forced into it. A lot of players were retiring. So I feel like this is part of that rebuild. But unfortunately, we haven't got the long-term situation sorted with him. He is out of contract in the summer. But for me, the reason these players... Have over and they have overachieved because that is not a playoff squad. That is a mid-table squad, maybe lower mid-table squad. But he's got the best out of them, and they really are playing for him. And you know, they fans had seen the potential, the potential, and it was a really bad, bad day at the office on on Tuesday. Um, But I think Ian's right. He's He's got to, to stay and try and make them bounce back because we've seen some some great stuff this season. Unfortunately, it looks like it is going to be a season where we're like, oh, remember Wrexham away. Remember Stockport away. Remember the Weymouth game. It's going to be one of those seasons where you just remember those lovely moments. But if this... I can remember woking in the FA Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the glory days. <laughs> scored three that day, though. Had a use of scored two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just I don't I don't think it's a, a discussion to be to be honest. Um, Ask the question a slightly different way. Then, do you think Darren Saar wants to go now or wait until the end of the season? I'm not in the business of saying what Darren Saar thinks. He'll come <laughs> I, for me. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think he does. No. I, I mean, listening to him talk, I genuinely believe. I mean. There's only so many times that someone can say the same thing. If you, if you're going to get caught out once in a while if he's if he's telling porcupines, isn't he? When you hear him talk about how much he enjoys working with this team, I do genuinely believe him when he says that. When he says that, um, and I know when Skivo left, that seemed to be like a bit of a body blow to him, didn't it? But you, you, he did seem to have like a new vigour about him after obviously everything that happened last season and the start of the season you did really feel like he was a bit reinvigorated by it all um, and I think he really he, he does enjoy I think if he got the opportunity to walk away now I'd like to think he wouldn't I don't I, think he would I agree I agree he's he's really bought in to the football club and created the the culture on the pitch for sure that we so desperately needed and he drives that. He drives that every day. And yeah, I mean, I speak to him every week, and I, I, I can feel the passion for sure. Um, and I, I think it would be great if he could have some, some time. I mean, he would under be under a bit more pressure next season, of course, because I feel like if he does manage to keep a big bulk of this squad, then he's going to obviously he definitely needs reinforcements. But he's going to have to say, yeah, you've had that season. 
to learn your trade, you to find those bumps in the road, to, you know, get beat in the ways you get beat and learn from it. Um, but he has high standards and I think he'd be able to, to do that. And he, I think you can tell that first season oh, it was, it was great, wasn't it? It was great. But he, there's something that, that is ignited in him when he's working with young players. And you can see that he loves seeing them develop. Um, whereas of course, in the first season, it was a lot of experienced players, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's he's probably because of the players he's working with now, he's changed quite a lot since that first season and, and the second season as well. When you hear, <clears throat> hear his post-match and his, and his interviews and stuff, he, I, I don't think, it's not that there's no pressure on him. I think there's probably lots of pressure on him. But it feels like the enjoyment of working with these players and the journey that he's sort of going on with them, whereas is is sort of mellowing him. Perhaps maybe that's not the right word. But the first season, because he had Charlie Lee, Carl Dickinson, Lee Collins, Luke Wilkinson, Jimmy Smith, Reese Murphy, all these really experienced players, it was like these are quality players, football league players who. We we need these. We'll win with these players in the team, and that pressure is like, you know, you have to get results because you've got high wages and good players. Whereas, like you yeah. said, this season such a young group and a, a inexperienced group, a bit of a group of misfits, really. You've all fallen out from their various teams and landed in Yeovil, and I do, I don't know. People have got their views, but I think he's. What he's done with this team is more than I thought we'd do. And I know we're <laughs> mid-table and I know we're not, you know, not winning a lot of games, but I didn't think we'd have this connection with the players that we do. Yeah, that is so big, isn't it? And I think those years we had without that, you've really been put into context by what we've got now. And, it, it you know, summed up by the signing of Fella. He's like, I've wanted to work with him for a while. He could see that his career was sort of halting, really. And one felt that he could get the best out of him. And I really hope we do because he, you know, as you said on commentary, and he had his best spell in his career at Yeovil when he was a really young player. So this is a real opportunity for Darren Sal to get Fella's career back on track. And if you ever hear when he winds the players up when they're talking to me, he goes, Darren Sal made my career. Like, <laughs> He just loves that kind of way he sees them improve. And he has got such a connection with them. You can see it when you go see them afterwards and the way he speaks to them. I mean, he was speaking to them for a while on Tuesday, but he, he's got their respect and um, he, he loves seeing them develop. And he was certainly beaming with pride with them on, on Saturday and slightly more furious on there on Tuesday. <sighs> Got another question on the subject of strikers from Dan Johnson. You have to keep one, Reed or Yusuf. Which one do you keep for next year and why? <laughs> Reed. I'll be honest with you. Even with my record of, of, of Ruben Reed and my fury at him after last weekend, I would keep Reed over Yusuf. I think I do too. Yeah. And that's because. I think he is better than Adi Yusuf. Um, yeah. 
there you go that's a uh, begrudging acceptance from us all there but um okay um well we've got a question for ben foxy wants to know what ben's best bet for Cheltenham festival next week is but ben is not here to answer that so either of you any tips for the Cheltenham festival uh, no fine. <laughs> move on um God, no, Dan Johnson just I, I think during the day he just thinks of questions and then just fires them all in at different he fired, No, he fired them all in there all three hours ago. Oh, are they? They, yeah, they all just... appear in different places on my uh, on my feed here. But right. but there is another one. Um given given that the manager has constantly said how good Mark Little is, why would you play Williams a centre back, a right back instead of him? He struggled more than anyone else all game. And still, Darren didn't change anything. It's an interesting point because we thought that we were going to see Mark Little at half time because he was out of the change room earlier than everyone else and sort of running up and down. But maybe he just thought it's not worth the risk. And, and I, I am so pleased he's managing Lawson and Mark Little in this way because they've shown that they are two of the best players that we've got in this squad. Um, and we need them and, you know, to be able to potentially have them maybe for next season, you know, you've got to manage their minutes and Mark Little's injury was pretty serious. Um, and I'm not surprised that Saturday, Tuesday came too soon and they did play nine minutes of extra time. So I think it was genuinely, as he said in his post-match, genuinely a, a resting situation, um, Maybe if it was 1-0, would we have seen him? Possibly. Don't know. Um, but no, I think it was probably the right thing to do. And if he has a stormer on Saturday, it'll definitely be the right thing to do. Yeah. There is a response to um, Dan's question from Mitch Clark, um, which says, it's pretty obvious for me, he's trying to look after some of these players after some pretty horrid injuries, little and loss and prime examples. You can't just chuck them in for 90 minutes, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. And then Dan then responds to that, asking if you have no intention, ability to bring little on. I think he means, you know, he, he, if he's fit enough to be on the bench, then why is he not fit enough to play? Maybe you just made the point there, Sheridan, about if it were one nil, maybe we will bring him on um, to, to to get something. And if someone, you know, if Morgan Williams gets injured, mm. you know, you've got to have someone there <clears throat> just in case. Um, yeah, I think at two nil, we probably thought, don't risk it. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's interesting. Dan didn't think William think Williams struggled more than everyone else. I didn't. No. Williams didn't stick out for me as having a bad game in particular. I thought the midfielders, midfield losing the ball and Jordan Barnett were the ones who stuck out for me, really. Okay, right. Well, I'm sick of Dan Johnson's questions now. He's had far <laughs> too many of them. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Clevo, let's ask a Clevo question again. Should we start a crowdfunder to pay for Barrett and Coates' transport to home game with their decent records? Yes, I am fully supportive of that and Clevo thank you for putting a grand in to get that started <laughs> should Ian be barred oh, no. oh, well. I don't think we can turn down paying customers I'm assuming he's a paying customer but um yeah <laughs> well I won't <laughs> be there on, I won't be there on Saturday so if we do win on Saturday yeah, are you not 
We'll have to rethink. We'll have no, to. No, I've got the, the dreaded two lines on a piece of plastic, haven't I, Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, <laughs> home for the foreseeable. There you go. Well, maybe the Rona has uh, saved our uh, saved our season. <laughs> Playoffs are back on. Yeah. I can't go to game. Okay. It's all about the two lines, folks. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so what else have we got here? Joe Evans, do you think any youth player from the under-18s will ever leave Yeovil? Does he mean, do you think he means... That all the same players play, or because there's a couple that have left recently, isn't there? There was the lad yeah, who's gone Alfie to Lloyd. Alfie Lloyd, yeah, Alfie Lloyd, yeah. There's and there's a couple that we've I think have gone in the last. There's one lad who's got a scholarship at Exeter, um, Borges, is it Pedro Borges? Yeah, I think? yeah. And yeah. then there's um, I think Terry Skiverton's lad Finley is now at Street, or maybe playing a bit for Street in the under 18s I don't know. So. Yeah, Alfie Lloyd left, Joe, if that if that is the question that you're putting to us. Okay, right, we'll wait for, <laughs> hopefully, wait for Joe. To... Hopefully we've answered, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. That went well. <laughs> I'm not sure if we have. Okay, well, last question, and we can uh, we can all get this one. Well, actually, <laughs> you two might be able to answer the first part of this better than me. Gareth Aspinall, what has been the worst YTFC performance? I'm guessing he's talking this season rather than ever. And... Footy Scran, which if you've seen it on Twitter, is a, 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 a account that um, people post their good food that they have at games. What would YTFC's offering be? Now, I can't eat to, uh, answer that last one because I've not tasted the uh, cuisine at Jewish Park recently. But Not sure I can either. No, <laughs> no. I mean, and then that's... Uh, you bring uh, your own butties, do you? Yeah. Not eat before. Maybe that's just an example of you know that's a missed opportunity. He's just sensible. Yeah. There's um, some great that footy scran account. There's a fantastic hot dog and loaded chips at Cambridge United <sighs> with like cheese and jalapenos and oh there's some there's some great food about. <laughs> Where do we need to go? Cambridge United. Cambridge. Yeah. Not much chance of going there anytime soon, is there? Um <laughs> Um, and worst, what's been Yeovil's worst performance? Would you put Tuesday in the worst performance bracket? Sheridan, you've probably seen more games than both of us put together, so. Tuesday was up there, to be honest. Uh, I think the mistake, need a market wasn't great, mind. Uh, <laughs> first, first half against Weymouth at home in the, yeah. this year. That wasn't very good. Oh, yeah, Needham was bad. When you consider the level that they were, I think that was probably worse than <laughs> Dagenham in, in that Dagenham are a decent team in the same league as us and going quite well. Whereas, yeah. Okay, we'll go for it. We'll, what about we'll, you, we'll Dave? Say What's the worst mind? you've seen this season? This season? Well, do you know, I haven't seen too many. Got a good record, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I saw. I'm trying to think of games I've seen when we lost Chesterfield. I went to and we lost, but again, uh, we we played very well in the first half at Chesterfield. Borehamwood um, was Borehamwood. I yeah, I I that that one was just because Ian was there, so I can't really uh, <laughs> I can't really blame was the blame anyone time. else for that. That's the first and only time I've met Dave in person. Yeah, in person, yes, yeah. 
yeah but i mean you look at my record here yeah yeah <laughs> your okay. record yeah my record <laughs> older shot away one two one stockport away one three nil yate away one five nil dagenham away one one nil wrexham away one two nil uh woken away one one nil I've got Bournemouth. Why have I missed Bournemouth out on there? They're not on this list that I'm reading. So Bournemouth have lost 2-1. And then I've got uh, Eastley away, 0-0. Maidenhead at home, 1-0. No, Maidenhead away, 1-0. Chesterfield lost. So I've only lost twice there, haven't I? When do you need to go to more games? (laughs) Can you start going to Hewish Park so I can a, see some wins? It's a very, it's a very long way to go. Like I say, if, if Clevo's going to chuck a grand in, you know, for the uh, for the crowdfunder, or if uh, the green and whites are going to come and pick me up pre-match, I'm all for it. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm just going to before we go, I want to look at flash scores and see which home <laughs> games I've been to this season where I've seen us win. Because <laughs> I know I missed. One of the Woking games. Yeah, you went to yeah because Ben went to the Woking game at Yeovil, didn't he? And yeah. you went to the Woking game in the trophy, which we won. Yeah, I saw yeah. us win against South uh, Stevenage in the cup. Were you there at Halifax? The Halifax game. Yeah, Halifax Stevenage. Um, we've only won four, haven't we, in the league? And I've missed. Oh, I can't find us. Eastley, Barney. You do either Barnet, those? Yeah, I saw Barnet. Yeah, Eastley. That was one where Addy scored late, wasn't it? A uh, lot late. You know, I was second half. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. That was the one where he, the very instinctive finish, wasn't it? When he smashed yeah. it in. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. see that one. So I've only seen. Well, I've seen three. I think. <laughs> oh dear, Brian. Okay. <laughs> Which is only one less, well, one less in the league than everyone else has been to watch us this season. So, <laughs> it's true. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not going to forget this week. We're going to end the Glovers Cast with the um, uh, with the Glovers Cast quiz. But Sheridan, please, Ian's not there. Please get some win this weekend, please. We're relying on you. Oh, that's silly. <laughs> right, okay. If anything, we need to rely on you, Coatsy. You need to pull your finger out and get to some home games. Yeah. Like I said to um, to our Grimsby fam, with the price of petrol these days, I blame Putin. Right, okay, let's go before I start another World War. Okay, so this is Dave, and as I always say, there's no better way to end the Glover's Cast on a Friday morning than with the Glover's Cast quiz. And fortunately, we have got another competitor who's put himself forward for the famous five questions. So Will is our latest contestant. Will, welcome to the Glover's Cast quiz. Thank you for having me, Dave. How are you feeling? Out of seven? Confident? Uh, solid five. A solid five. Oh, that's that's pretty good. I'm told four is average, so you're above average. So that's good. We've got a bit of confidence. That's what we like to hear. So um, you know the rules of the quiz. Five, five questions, some multiple choice, some not. Uh, and you've got 30 seconds, which I will time uh, to answer each question. And if um, 
if I'm feeling generous, I might give you more than 30 seconds, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the difficult right. questions, but yeah, well, I haven't done it yet. So don't, uh, yeah, don't call me. I just know you will. Yet. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Are you ready then? Question number one. Let's go. Okay. In August 2016, which former Yeovil Town player went on to score a hat-trick against the Glovers as a Doncaster Rovers player? There's going to be no multiple choice for this one. A Yeovil Town player, striker, went on to play for, went on to play for a few teams, but he did, uh, and I think score against us for a few teams, but one of them was Doncaster Rovers. I don't know why... Martin Crane, he's coming to mind. Don't... I'll, I'll, I'll steer in the right direction. He was a centre forward. Yeah. Slash winger. Could have been called a winger at some point. Nah, it's gone. No, you're not taking it? Nah. Not even a guess? Got nothing. Mine's gone blank. Okay. The correct answer was Andy Williams. <laughs> Andy, I forgot he played for Doncaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, I was trying to think. I'm sure. Yeah, McIndo. I guess he played for. That's going back a while, in it. But um, but yeah, yeah. There's a few that might have played for Doncaster, but he was one of them. Yeah, I remember that game. Trying to forget it. Really? Okay, so question number two. This one is multiple choice. So up until 2009, the conference had a League Cup, which in the 2007-8 and 2008-9 trophy was known as the Satanta Shield. But what was the name? Of the original name of the trophy, that uh, well, sorry, but what was the name of the first president of the league that the cup was originally given its name? I think I've got that right. So, the league, league cup that was given that was named after the uh, president of the conference at the time was it A. Steve Davis, B. Jack Price, or C. Bob Lord? You got a one in three chance here. I'll okay, go Jack Price. Gonna go for B, Jack Price. Is that your final answer? Yep. The correct answer is C, Bob Lord. Yeah, the Bob Lord's trophy, it was known as. Now, now you're probably gonna tell me that 2009 was before you were uh, supporting Yeovil. It was. Like no. no? Older than I look. Older than you look. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. There you go. I'm still well, going to say it's before my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't uh, you don't remember us winning it in 1989-90 season, though, do you? No, 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 I don't think of it. No, no, I barely even remember that one. Okay, right, right. That's uh, question number three. We're on to now. <clears throat> Which club did the Oval Town captain Luke Wilkinson play for before arriving at Hewish Park? So what was Luke Wilkinson's last club before he joined us in the summer of 2019, I think? It's Stevenage. The correct answer is Stevenage. Yes, it was. Yeah, Stevenage Borough. Oh, no, not Stevenage Borough, just Stevenage FC. Yeah, no, no that counts. <laughs> no, they've lost a borough now, so you were right. Stevenage is the, is, the, is the correct answer. That's one. That's it. You're off the mark. Yeah, so that's all the matters. <laughs> if you get these next two, then you'll be uh, you'll be you'll be pretty much uh, a lot aligned to a lot of other um, a lot of people. We've got a four out of five, but three is pretty much pretty much average. So, okay. Question number four. On Tuesday night, Yeovil 
Town went 3-0 down against Dagenham and Redbridge <clears throat> and stayed there. Um, but <laughs> when was the last time that we came from 3-0 down to win a game? Was it A, 2002, B, 2007, or C, 2013? 2002, 2007, or 2013? Deliberately pick those, because one was a trophy winning season, one was the Russell Slade making to the playoff season, and, yeah. and one was uh, going up to the championship season. So three good seasons. I remember us throwing away a lot of three nils. Don't remember us coming back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You're thinking of the one at Exeter, aren't you? That's yeah. the one you're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Um, go 2007. B, 2007. Down the middle. The correct answer is A, 2002. 20 years ago it was. In fact, February 2002, we were 3-0 down at Doncaster Rovers in the FA Trophy and we came back and won 5-4 and then went on very, to uh, to win the trophy. So Very Doncaster heavy quiz. It is a Doncaster heavy quiz. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> deliberate either. So, uh, but yeah, two, two Doncaster questions are going to gonna have to sort that out. Right, OK. So, still chance for you to get two out of five here. Final question, question number five. No Doncaster reference here. Jake Gray scored the most recent, I'm not going to say final, goal for Yeovil Town in the Football League with the second in a two-all draw at Northampton Town in April 2019. Who scored our first goal that day? Uh, Tristan Abrams. Christian Abrams is the right answer. Yes, an 18th minute penalty. And I understand that he may very well be uh, coming back to face us this weekend for uh, Grimsby Town, where he's on loan at the moment. So there you go. Two out of five. That's not bad, is it? That's, uh, I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, I'll, I'll try and uh, make sure I don't give too much Doncaster Rovers bias in, uh, in future <laughs> quizzes. But uh, yeah, hopefully he'll keep on listening anyway, Will. And, and thank you again for uh, for taking part. Of course. Brilliant. Thank you for having me, Dave. No problem. And if anybody else wants to have a go, drop us a line on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you can find us. And uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to come on and see if you can beat Will's two out of five. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 